It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. I don't know what it is about today. I don't know what it is about today, but it started off this way for me where I just couldn't even already. At first thing in the morning, I looked at a couple of trolley comments and I knew it was going to be a day like this. And it's not even 10 a.m. as we record this and I can't even with social media today, Scott. I can't. You're done already. I can't. I can't. Uh, do you want to hear the latest tweet that came in about you and I? Oh, it's about both. It's of us? about both. But yeah, sorry, Great. you're in on oh, it. You're, you're here. You too. know what? I'm almost desensitized <laughs> at this point, but yeah. uh, by all means, hit okay, me sure. with it. Oh, and and it's from, of course, a nameless, photoless individual on Twitter by the name of F H J R or F H Junior. I assume mm. these two, as in you and I are so left-leaning, I stop listening to them on the radio. They don't attempt to entertain freedom of thought or expression if it doesn't align perfectly with the liberal socialist agenda. I love when people... <laughs> well, I, My favorite, though, is when people call you so left-leaning. Like, me, I can understand why they may come to that own conclusion, even though I've never said anything about it. But when it, when it happens to you, that's when I go... You don't even listen, really. And A, and B, I think if you did listen, you wouldn't even really know. You wouldn't. I don't think so. Yeah, you know, let me tell you what's wrong with this this whole fucking thing here. And by the by, I'll also mention about FJ Jr. Pictureness, pictureless and obviously no clear name on his Twitter, his or her Twitter account. I looked at their tweets, and that's usually my go-to when I get a troll comment as I'm like, okay, are you just a hater? Yes. I mean, to me... And this is what I considered sending back because usually kill him with kindness or something like that. Sometimes I'll just be a straight up bitch. Like, I don't care because mm-hmm. you're going to attack me. I'll just attack you back. It all depends on my mood. So I really feel as though when it comes to people like this who constantly troll. And by the way, we're not the only people in media alone that this person has trolled over the last 24 hours, let alone over their course of their history from what I can see scrolling. But I, whatever that person has going on in their life, I mean, that has them projecting such hate onto other people so badly and this isn't even the worst kind of comment it's fine Mm -hmm. i don't care like you said we're kind of numb to it i don't know i don't think i like being called a liberal yeah (laughs) so it's offensive that's pretty hateful i i don't you know what i don't care it just pisses me off because we do our best on the show and obviously this is someone who doesn't even listen all the time so that's fine you know what you don't even listen you take whatever you hear and you put it in your own mind as something else that's what happens from time to time. But I do feel like we do such, we do a good job of being as balanced as possible when it comes to that. And we don't even talk po- politics all the time. Unfortunately, a lot of the stories that we're talking about right now, politics bleeds in. That's kind of a natural occurrence, especially when it comes to the COVID things and everything else we have to talk about. Politics tends to bleed through. So maybe they're hearing it more. Us talking about what the liberals are saying or what the conservatives are saying. And for whatever reason, we're totally leaning with the liberals all the time. But, I mean, uh, it just bothers me because we are, I feel, very balanced in the show. So I know this is someone that doesn't listen often. Well, you know, the part of the goal in radio is to attract an audience, and there's two ways to do it. You can be very, very polarizing and attract one half of it, or you can play it down the middle. And I don't even think I play it down the middle. I think people can tell by listening to me. I'm not a huge fan of Justin Trudeau. Um, as I said, Bill Blair, uh, sorry, not Bill Blair. <laughs> Don't even get me started on Bill Blair. He's changed. Um, uh, the finance minister, that slimy piece of shit. What was his name? Oh, Bill Morneau. Uh, yeah, I, I think I've been pretty, pretty honest in the last couple of weeks about how I feel. I don't usually get accused of being a liberal <laughs> per se. Yeah. Um, usually people say, oh, you're too conservative. Yeah. You're just a, a Doug Ford guy. Why don't you go but- hang out with Dougie again, Scott? 
As a matter of fact, I do, and and I have no problem admitting that. I uh, I consider the premier a friend before he was premier, and I will when he's not premier. Um, it's just all there is to it. We just happen to roll in some of the same circles. I, uh, you yeah. know, it's kind of funny that. <clears throat> Someone would accuse us of being left-leaning because we are choosing to uh, follow the the public health advice or at least not shit on it. Wash your hands is the simplest thing you can do. Wear a mask is a fairly simple thing to do. But the people who run around and say things like, oh, that's a muzzle. Might as well be a muzzle. Those are people that are so far gone to the one side of this issue that I'm not going to convince them to come back. And I have no interest in trying to convince them to come back. It really doesn't matter to me if you don't want to wear a mask. Then don't fucking wear one. If you uh, don't like that you uh, can't gather with people at Thanksgiving like the prime minister said yesterday – Take it up with Trudeau. I don't care. It really doesn't matter to me how you feel about it. Left-leaning? Eh, uh, okay. Well, uh, whatever. I don't even give a shit. I know. Whatever. Exactly. Like, it honestly, it's 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 fine. It's just for whatever reason today and this week has people been bad for it. And ca- people calling other people names all over my Facebook, all over your Facebook, I notice people fighting each other. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, I don't know what it is. I think everyone needs to just chill, like, shut down and figure it out and i talked about like the overexposure of information and maybe that's what it is i don't know maybe everyone's just losing their minds because we're into six months of covid now basically and second wave is here basically and maybe that's it i don't know but let's just try our best to um a if you have nothing nice to say don't say it at at all right and The, the best thing that could happen to the world right now is for facebook to shut down for a few months i'd like that i'd actually would not mind that at all it would absolutely make a huge improvement on people's demeanor and it would uh, stop the flow of misinformation and stupid shit like that. Uh, Mark, I realize you make a lot of money off of it, but if you're listening, just shut her down for a little bit. Shut her down till after the U.S. election on November the 3rd. Oh, oh speaking of elections, I was wrong. Yesterday, I talked about the fact that I thought Justin Trudeau might call an election yesterday. He didn't. Instead, he took up a whole shit ton of free time from the networks that they gave him to give a, a political speech. It, it started off with talking about COVID and stuff, but it was nothing new. I mean, he didn't come out and say anything that we didn't already know. Wash your hands, download the COVID app, uh, wear a mask, use sanitizer, follow the direction of public health. Uh, The only thing he did say yesterday that raised an eyebrow for some is he officially called this a second wave that we're in now. And he said, I guess uh, this is about the extent of him giving you a a spoonful of hard truth. We won't be gathering at Thanksgiving. We won't be gathering at Thanksgiving. I don't know who he's talking to, but I will be gathering at Thanksgiving. I will be because I've got my little bubble and I don't see anything wrong with being in my bubble and with the people that I'm confident have taken all the same precautions I have. Right. I think the worry is that people will go to extremes of these friends givings and things like that. And and outside of their bubble is probably the biggest worry that that people have is usually it's an open door. I don't know for me and my family anyway, it's usually an open door thing. So I celebrate within my bubble. Absolutely. My parents, my siblings, their kids. And, and spouses. That's it, usually. But it's always an open-door thing to my aunts, my uncles, my cousins. If anyone wants to pop in or, and out, you can do that. This year, we're probably not going to opt for the pop-in, pop-out. That's just me, my comfort level, uh, and us, because we have children going to school in this bubble, too. So I think that everyone will make their own changes based on that. But as long as we stay within our bubbles, I, I think we're good. Uh, you know what? I think so, too. Um, he said, we won't be gathering at Thanksgiving, but... In that that's such a Justin uh, Shakespearean type read that he does because he's only got one. Um, but we've still got a shot at Christmas. 
Yeah. You know, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, I agree with you in the sense that we do need to get the numbers under control because I'm still on team. Let's get the numbers under control. Whether uh, people agree or disagree with the numbers doesn't really matter to me. Whether you think they're shit or not, or false positives, false negatives, uh, you think they're lying, uh, whatever your conspiracy theory you're on, it doesn't really matter to me. I don't care. Either way, I just want to see the numbers come down so we can get back to normal and people that have invested into a business can get that business up and running again because we still have an economy to think about. And based on what came out in the throne speech yesterday, your grandkids' grandkids are still going to be up to their eyeballs in debt from the spending that's going on right now over this whole shit. So the sooner we can declare this over, we can move on. Uh, Dr. Fauci, though, yesterday, he announced that uh, when he was doing congressional testimony that there is hope that by the end of this year, they'll have a vaccine that's ready to roll out that will be as tested and safe as possible. Do you trust it? Um, okay. You're going to be first in line to get stuck with that needle? No, I know this. It's, this is, this is, it's tough because my first instinct is to say no, because I usually hold out on anything like that. Let me see how it goes for other people first. (laughs) And I know that sounds bad because we should all be hoping for the best and we should all be trusting. Of course, trust is key for the people who have done this. But the, the truth is the truth. The vaccine would have been just you know, whipped up in the, and I don't mean to say that I know it's, there's a lot of medical professionals behind it, but it was just whipped up within the last little while. They did warn us. It would take time to make it. I think at the time they said 18 months for March. So if they do it earlier than that, part of me actually gets a little bit worried because when they say 18 months back in March, that means that we shouldn't all be good until basically this time next year, which is a scary thought to say, but if they manage to get it going, I just I don't trust that there's been long enough trials for the long term effects of whatever vaccine. And that's where my first thought goes. Yeah, uh, I don't get vaccines typically to begin with. I mean, I had my MMR one when I was a kid and then I had my booster shots, and all that Your sort boosters? of shit that you get yeah. when you're little. Um, I haven't really had many since then. I uh, I don't know. Doctor tells me to all the time. I just haven't actually done it. So uh, the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, not in my immediate list of plans. Certainly don't think I want to be the first one in line to get it, but uh, we'll see what happens. It's uh, uh, let's see the science when it comes out, which Dr. Fauci has moved that goalpost so many times. I mean, initially they said it'll be years. Then they said maybe late 2021, maybe summer 2021. Now we're saying the beginning of 2021. So I really don't know what to believe anymore, but it's really kind of seeming like whether you like the guy or not, Trump was right. He said by the end of this year, we should have something ready to go. And now Fauci is basically agreeing with President Trump. So we'll see what happens. The whole thing, it's just kind of like a a movie. You know, I mean, I can sit here and watch it from the comfort of my home where there's no COVID in my house. And I can uh, watch this back and forth shit happen nonstop. The fighting, though, online is getting a little ridiculous. I mean, shit. This same guy, by the way, that... uh, it's a burner account, obviously. Sometimes yeah. people set up a burner account so they can anonymously troll. Yeah. And, and that's fine. If you want to, go ahead. Um, but he also accused – so don't take it too personally because he also said the number one liberal of them all is Doug Ford. So. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh, man. I know. It just like – you, And uh, you know what? There's probably other people out there who, who are on team this whole thing is bullshit – that also think Doug is acting very liberal instead of conservative. But there's a lot of liberals saying, hold the fuck on. He's not one of us. 
don't even try and do that shit. Right. So where does that leave them? Is there anything between conservative and liberal? And, and what is that? Is there a name for that? This is such this is a bullshit part about this whole conservative versus liberal baloney that I can't stand because I myself, I go person to person. I, I've, I've explained this before on the podcast. This is just me, though. I like people. I'm interested in people and how I feel about them and the vibes that they give me. And I like a lot of things about Justin Trudeau. Dislike some things. I like a lot of things about Doug Ford. A lot. I, I would really like to know what the things you like about Trudeau are. That's a whole other podcast, well, but I'd like to know what those sure, are. <laughs> sure. That's a whole other podcast, I guess. But um, I really, you know I love Doug. You know I love Doug. We've had him on our show in past years before. He's actually a genuine human being, like a yeah. very nice guy. So again, I go by, I go people to people and that's how I vote. And I don't really necessarily say I'm a liberal or I'm a conservative. One thing I will tell you though, is in all fairness, and this will just add to the narrative, um, Andrea Horvath is quite a nice woman as well, yeah. and she's the leader of the NDP, and she I'm is. certainly not a new Democrat by any means, but I can appreciate uh, that she has a job to do. She's the leader of the opposition, and the opposition's job is to oppose. You very seldom see the opposition stand with their hand up and say, great idea, fucking right, let's go. That doesn't happen very often. Uh, so while I do disagree with her politics, I do like her as a woman. Uh, yeah. We've we've met Andrea a number of times, yeah, and, she- and she really is a, a nice lady. Mm-hmm. I do think she goes to the extreme sometimes in her opposition, but it's also hard when you've got a big personality like Doug to cut through and getting any media attention for yourself. So I kind of get why Andrea does what she does. It's just a strategy. And um, when you get her outside the political sphere, sphere, sorry, she's uh, she's a really nice lady. So I I like her a lot. Um, Let's see here. What else can we talk about? A a whole bunch of. Do you want to stay on this, or do you want to move on to something else? Oh, we can. No, let's let's move along because there's there is other other things happening. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Do you want to talk about Buddy? Buddy the Cake Boss, dude. This sucks. It sucks, but. I can't even imagine what was going through his mind when this happened. One of my fears is cutting. I don't like cutting. I can't stand the thought of broken skin, and if I cut myself. I will probably get more stressed out from wanting to vomit and the anxiety than the actual injury itself because I just don't like cuts. And what happened to him is absolutely awful. By the way, and and I will say, Scott, I feel like th- something like this could happen to you because you have this kind of personality. I can tell that Buddy had in this situation. He wanted to fix it himself. I have known you long enough to know. If shit goes wrong or something's wonky in the studio, Scott, we will ask for the help from the appropriate people, usually. But if it takes too long, Scott's like, fuck it. I'm bringing in my toolbox tomorrow. And usually, he will follow through with it, and Scott really will bring in his own tools. I'm doing it. I'm doing it myself. And through all the stories, through, through all the years we've been doing this, it's always, you're trying to do it yourself first. And good for you. So I feel like Buddy has that same mentality of like, nah, I can do this. I'll fix it myself. Well, this is when it horribly goes wrong. So Buddy obviously has a lot of money. Very nice home. He has a bowling alley inside his house. And he was bowling with his family when all of a sudden, uh uh-oh, the alley here doesn't seem to be resetting the pins properly. Can I just say it's a little weird to have a bowling alley in your house? I mean, I would do some, some cool shit if I had fuck you money too. And he obviously does. And it's not even from making cakes anymore. It's from uh, the TV shows and the syndication is where most of his money comes yeah, from. Yeah. Putting in a bowling alley, 
Uh, that's, that's not your first choice. It's just not your first choice. No, it's a very Angelo thing to do. <laughs> I think it's a kid. He's got kids too. So I feel like it was like a combo of like, Fine. bro, I like the ball. And you know, you pick up the ball, you throw it. It's good. It even comes right back to you. You don't even have to go get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The biggest surprise to me is that they actually use it. Like, I feel like people who have bowling alleys and movie theaters in our house don't even fucking use it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let's right? get this put in. And it's great for like a week. And then it's like, collects dust. all right, what, let's go just sit in the couch and watch TV for a few weeks. Yep. This whole room is just fucking dust. Like, that's all the room is, is dust. Uh, but he uses it. Well, pff, I don't know if he'll use it after this, though. So here's what happened. Oh, sorry, guys. We'll get into the meat and potatoes of what happened to him here. I promise. So... The pins weren't resetting properly. Buddy, instead of, you know, calling someone who knows a lot about these kinds of things, thought, I can fix it. I can do it. However, <laughs> a spokesperson for Buddy said this much once we learned that Buddy was in the hospital with multiple surgeries. After trying to release the bowling pin from the cage mechanism, Buddy's right hand became lodged and compressed inside the unit. In other words, he was a sitting duck. His hand could not move. He tried to pull it out. He could not. Unable his to- hand is stuck in the unit. Like, picture stuck. this. He's probably laying on his cake boss belly. Yep. Reaching up, hands in there, trying to figure out why the pins won't come down. Like, this is right up there with those people that stick their hand in a lawnmower to figure out or to try and clear the jam <laughs> or in a right. snowblower. Yep. Quote, unable to remove his hand. He can see a one and a half inch metal rod slowly and repeatedly impale his hand three times between his ring finger and middle finger. So for those who can't picture it, you got cake boss on his belly, hand up in the air trying to reach into this machine, and he can see what he's doing. He's just trying to figure out why it's not coming down again. And then, boom, his hand, it it closed a little bit, so his hand is stuck. And then it started to work. And the pin came, the machine came down, and there was nothing he could do about it. It stabbed him right through the hand. Then it pulled up again because it met some resistance. And then it came back down and stabbed him through the hand. Slowly stabbed him. It's one thing to get stuck. It's another thing to get stuck slowly. I'm not Three even, times uh, he had to watch this happen. That would traumatize me. And, you know, obviously there was other people in the room, his family in the room. I would be traumatized. Yeah. That's horrible. I can't. Ugh, fuck. And then you got to go in the ambulance with those stupid shoes on. The whole thing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we got to put this on a cake. Me, bowling alley. Put it on a cake and eat it. <laughs> That's fucked up, cat. Like, it's real bad, yeah. I'm traumatized just hearing the story. Uh, dude, he's okay. Um, like I mentioned in the beginning, he's had two surgeries. He's hoping to not have to have another one to try to reconstruct. Oh, to try to reconstruct his hand. That's horrible. It's bad. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I can fix it. Watch this. Watch this. No, 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 no need to call anybody. No, no, don't call nobody. I'll do it. <laughs> Jeez. Um... Massachusetts fourth grader got sent home from school the other day after they sneezed twice in class. They're now barred from returning until the kid goes and gets a COVID test. Yeah, you know how many kids are out of school right now because they have COVID tests. I mean, I know that we get the the daily here's how many infections there were in the schools, but how many people are supposed to be at school and signed up to be in school but aren't in school because of whatever minuscule little symptom came up? Yeah. 
Is menstruation a symptom I of COVID nineteen? Because <laughs> a girl got sent home the other day because she had cramps. Yeah, we mentioned uh, yesterday, there's been a lot of parents coming forward saying, this sucks. And I'm in this weird scenario. Actually, one of our mutual friends just told me that same thing. Her son got sent home. He's got the sniffles. He's fine for sure. She has to wait on the results of the test before he can go back to school. So likely next week he'll be back in class. But it sucks. So, and and I think people don't understand because we, we were talking yesterday about the crazy lines. And maybe you guys ended up seeing it in the headlines wherever you live of our testing center being so full before they even opened. They had to send everybody home. People were getting aggressive with each other behind the wheel trying to get a, a coveted spot for these tests. And one comment I got on my Facebook was, what the fuck is the point of getting tested anyway? These people are the reason. The governments all over the world have us on a controlled leash. A shame. Don't spread the fear of the pu- to the public. Major damage to our mental health. So I kindly reminded this person, uh, not sure if you know, but a lot of kids were sent home from school over the last week or so. Some just with sniffles, some headaches. Either way, it is protocol. Don't blame the teachers. It is their protocol. You got to get out of class immediately. Don't you return to school until you have your test results back and they're negative, which means parents can't go back to their normal routines, etc. So I did explain that. And then, of course, that started a whole string of comments from there. You fucking idiot. Don't you know? Do you think I want to get tested? Uh, all these people just yelling at each other <laughs> to start off my morning this morning, which is why at the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned right from the get go. It was just one of those days. Holy shit. Firefighters in Britain said crews from three different towns spent three hours extinguishing the flames from a blaze that started on a 22-ton pile of chicken shit. Actual manure. Ah. The Suffolk Suffolk Fire and Rescue Service said crews from Leaston, Eye, and Stowmarket responded to the property... When the foul-smelling foul droppings erupted in flames, officials said it took three hours to extinguish the fire. No injuries reported. Experts say the chemicals in poultry manure can cause spontaneous combustion when a pile becomes too large and it allows heat to escape. Oh, my. Holy shit. can Can I just ask? Yeah. How big did you want the pile of chicken manure to get before you cleaned it up? And I get that not everybody might know that fact. I didn't know that, that yeah. chicken shit is, will spontaneously combust. I didn't know. I fully admit. Didn't know that. But yet I wouldn't create a pile of chicken droppings so large that when it finally blows, it takes three fire departments and three hours to extinguish the flames. And what did that smell like for the people oh. in town? <laughs> And how about those poor firefighters that not only had to deal with the fire, they had to smell that chicken shit burning for hours. Their clothes probably smelled like it. Their hair, everything. You know, how do you get the smell of chicken poop out of you? (laughs) Seriously. That's gross. That is all kinds of nasty. Uh, The deadly California wildfires and partially the fires in Oregon are so bad this year. That they say it's going to have a profound impact on the wine we drink. I'm a huge fan of a good California Merlot. Napa, specifically. I'm not a huge fan of Sonoma wine. I really like Napa wine. And they're saying that as the trees and the wood burns from these fires, it releases aromatic compounds that permeate the grape's skin and bonds with the sugars inside. Because these blazes were so intense this season... 
we can expect to sip on smoky flavored wine for oh. the next several years oh. to come. No, I don't want to sign up for that. Barack Kazaz, who apparently is a wine industry insider, he's like the guy that you talk to about the winemaking industry, says there are ways that winemakers can attempt to mask the smoky taste, but it's literally permeated everything from the grapes themselves to the wooden crates and barrels used to store the grapes and even the finished wine product. Smoky wine. I'm a I don't even like smoky scotch. Yeah. Smoky wine? Ugh. This Cabernet is very ashy today. Mm-hmm. We've talked several times about how not everything can go virtual. Some things just have to be canceled. This year, they've already announced Times Square is not doing uh, an event for New Year's Eve. You're going to watch the ball drop virtually mm. on your phone. Yeah, I mean, that's how I watched it anyway. <laughs> I was never there, and I was happy to not be there. It looks miserable to me. I would have... COVID aside, forget that. Forget pandemic. It looked horrible. Being in a sea of random people, a lot of which end up pissing their pants for those that that haven't heard the stories or wearing diapers because they need to get a nice spot. So they'll sit there literally all day and they find a way to drink as they're standing there. So it's kind of gross as is. People are pissing themselves, running noses, sniffling, grossness. It is cold and flu season anyway. That was my nightmare. So I am happy every year to make it virtual and get it far, far away from me personally. But I know some real hard, true New Yorkers that go every year or anyone who loves to celebrate New Year's Eve with a big crowd of people are going to be sad about the fact it's not going to look the same this year. But you know what? For me, that sounds great. Sign me up. You know, can I say that maybe we should rethink some of these things because the whole point is to not have people gathering. And I get that they don't want all those people in Times Square. But if all those people are in Times Square, at least you can make sure they've got masks on and people will encourage other people to wear masks. And if they don't, okay, well, chaos will erupt. There'll be some fights and stuff like that. But whatever. At least we know where they are and we can have an idea of how many people are doing what they're supposed to. If you don't do this, that's just going to force Everybody, like an extra million more people into private gatherings. And isn't that where they say the spread is coming from? Mm -hmm. Private gatherings? Yeah. That's what I thought anyway. Uh, I know we're running a little long here, but I just want to mention one more thing. McDonald's is probably not bringing back the all-day breakfast. Yeah. Are you disappointed? No, not at all. I, I no, not, not one bit. And I know there's some people, but th- this is the problem is that it was a small amount of people, unfortunately for them. And maybe COVID did have an impact on this. We should keep in mind because people's jobs changed, their routines changed. Some people loved being able to get an egg McMuffin at, you know, 5 p.m., which is when they wake up for their overnight shifts. You know, right. to them, that's morning. That's when they get it. And I get it. You know, you want to be able to enjoy those nice things, you know, but, at whatever time works for you and suits you. But from a business point of view, uh, yeah, it didn't, doesn't make sense. If not enough people are getting it, you're wasting a lot of time. And maybe a lot of food was wasted, too, because I know, shocking, guys. But guess what? McDonald's sometimes pre-makes things. Shut and up. And then they just leave it under a heat lamp for a while. Stop your fucking lies. I know. I know. Fake news. But apparently a lot of food was getting thrown out because of it. And I don't like food wasting. So I'm okay with this decision because we got to make sure that they, as a business, you prioritize what makes more sense for you, cost efficiency, and obviously it's mostly about money, but also let's not waste a bunch of food. And maybe that was the case in some restaurants too. Okay. I'm glad you mentioned one thing there about shift workers because there's a lot of people, the vast majority, the, the nine to fivers or the daytime people that get up in the morning and go to bed at night that don't understand the all day breakfast thing. Like who cares if you can get an egg McMuffin? Who wants an egg McMuffin at four in the afternoon or at seven o'clock at night? 
shift workers uh, are completely turned around their hours. And uh, yeah, it's kind of cool for them that they can do that. Yeah. Uh, think about the cops and firefighters that start their shift at, say, 5 p.m. Yeah. Well, their breakfast time is on their way to work. And yeah, it might be kind of nice to get an egg and a little bit of ham or sausage or bacon. So great. Can I tell you, though, I've always disagreed with the all-day breakfast, and part of the reason they're getting rid of it is to streamline operations, make things more efficient and faster in the restaurants, and apparently it takes longer to make breakfast than it does to make the other stuff. Then why don't you guys at McDonald's just sell the regular stuff 24-7? Forget all-day breakfast. Let's have all-day full menu. There's a lot of people who really wouldn't mind getting a Big Mac at 7 o'clock in the morning. You're going to have the same problem, though. There's not going to be enough people wanting to get a, a, a Big Mac or a whatever at, at that time. It's going to be the know. same I don't know. I think problem. you'll sell a Big Mac anytime. And, and the other thing I think they'll sell a lot of is Chicken McNuggets. If you can get Chicken McNuggets, some people will eat those for breakfast. And that's also McDonald's's fault because they started with that new breakfast sandwich that uh, is just basically chicken on a biscuit. And it's pretty good, to be honest with you. And cheap, too. Yeah, sure. Uh, Let me just mention one uh, thing before we go. I was waiting for Christine Elliott's tweet to come in, but yeah. I know. She's probably going to be late again. It might be 1030 again. She's great. What a great health minister. I, I think Christine Elliott's just awesome. I think she's awesome. doing a fabulous job. Can I just say, I think that everybody's Another doing nice job. woman, by the way. I've spent some time with her, and Christine is just great. Yeah. Just awesome. Uh, okay, are we good then? Yeah, we're good, yeah. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast, guys, and hit subscribe if you could, because that way you're going to know about all the new episodes as they come in. And if you have anything to say, you can always DM us at Scott Fox on Air on Instagram at Cat on Air, Cat with a K. Um, you can find us on Twitter, too. We're, we're everywhere. 